You get told time and time again, you've got to be consistent. You've got to show up. You've got to be the last person that people think of in relation to what you offer so that you can just always be top of mind. But then also every day, you're competing for that same amount of time and energy that you could be consistent in your business to also be showing up in your marriage or your partnership, showing up for your kids, being consistent in your own mindset or energy practice, getting outside and touching a tree or putting your feet into sand. And so how do we balance this need for consistency in our business with our very real needs of how we're going to tune in and tap into our own energy and consistency that we need in other areas of our life? Let's chat about it. This is Chelsea Fournier, aka Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. So this solo episode, I think, is something that I need to talk through for myself because everything is always a work in progress. And I'm really hoping it's something that you need to hear as well. So today we're going to be talking about how you need to stay consistent and true to your business needs, to your family needs, to the needs that you have for tapping in and tuning into your own energy. Like, how do you really assess and be honest about everything that you're saying you're going to be consistent with so that then you truly can create routines or rituals and and really foster, like, you know, water the garden, if you will. Right now, as we're recording this, we actually just pulled out the first vegetables from our little veggie garden. And of course, you know, on any given day, I'm out there watering the garden, weeding, tending to it. And that's one more thing, actually, that I'm trying to be consistent with. But if I wasn't consistent with watering the garden or pulling the weeds or making sure there weren't bugs eating the leaves, like there's certain things that If that consistency fell off, the productivity of the garden, the beauty of the garden, the fruits that the garden is creating would just wither away, it would dry out or things would just get eaten, right? And so it's easy to see in nature, in, you know, tangibility and in things that we can touch and feel and see that consistency matters. And then all of a sudden, if you're a spiritual led entrepreneur and you're really just so called to bring your work, your life's purpose, your gifts out to the world, and you start taking those steps and you're like, okay, I launched an Instagram account. Okay. You know, I have an offering that I'm ready to sell. Okay. I've got, you know, all these little baby steps. And then all of a sudden it starts to weave into the fabric of your life that, okay, now you have a new Instagram account. How often are you going to post on it? What do you want to post about? And so then there's like this whole new level of systematizing and creating routines so it doesn't feel every single day that you have to like start from scratch. And then, oh, okay, well, I have a one-on-one offering. Okay, what are some routines around that? How are you going to get people in front of it? How are you going to network? 
And right now I'm actually going through and creating some of the much later modules in my Align to Ignite group program. So if you're not familiar, Align to Ignite is a six month group program that combines uh, modules, meaning an entire portal of trainings of walking you through decisions by design. That means creating and making decisions in an order that makes sense to lay a really strong foundation. All of those masculine decisions, the things that need to create a foundation for a sustainable, scalable and safe business. And then on top of that, we add in every other week masterminding and some one-on-one -on -one coaching and experts that I bring in both on mindset and strategy. But right now I'm going through some of the the later modules as I'm kind of completing the decisions by design. And so many of these topics are coming up of, well, what are all of the things that I should be touching on a regular basis in running an online business? And it might be things as boring to you if you don't love it as, you know, bookkeeping, doing your monthly bookkeeping. It might be uh, maybe you have hired a virtual assistant. If you missed the interview I did with Khadija Stegel, she did an amazing interview about how to hire out your weaknesses and have a virtual assistant team. So now like, okay, you've started all these things. How do you create routines to allow consistency to touch all of these parts? If you need to be in touch with your virtual assistant, you need to upload statements to your bookkeeper. You need to be making your weekly content for social media. You need to be tweaking some of the offers, uploading replays of videos into your membership, like whatever it is. Every single aspect of what you do to create an online business, let's just keep it real, is taking away time that you have to truly be tapping into your own energy, your own mindset. And I don't say taking away time really even in a negative thing. It's just, you know, time... What is time really anyway? <laughs> like that's another conversation for another day. But, you know, I'm just going to keep it real that right now uh, I'm recording this at the beginning of June of 2022. And June is a month where all three of the the primary uh, child care support that we have, a nanny, a friend who stops by and, and plays with my son, and then also my parents, um, are all gone for varying chunks or times of the month of June. And so there was part of me that was like, oh, maybe I should just really kind of take June off or intentionally slow down. And then there was also me saying like, well, maybe this is a really great month to revisit some of my systems. And, you know, I had a really great month in my business in May. So part of me wants to keep the momentum going. And part of me is just trying to be realistic right? And I think especially, I know that a lot of women who tune into my podcast are also moms of varying, you know, ages of their kiddos, but I am in the toddler season and, you know, I don't want to blink my eyes and miss it. And so there's always the competition of like, I want to be there for him. It's not a, um, oh my gosh, I have to spend the afternoon with him. Like I love spending our afternoons together. But typically, I have childcare most, you know, four days a week where we're actually I'm able to do my work in the morning and then step out. And I know that's maybe, you know, sounds like a luxury if you don't have any childcare support or family nearby. But for me, it's how I'm able to step into my office space, have my transition to business routine, be intentional with the time that I'm, you know, spending running my business and then transition down and have time with my son. And I guess part of the reason this this topic feels so close to my heart right now is there's also been some consistency, like leaning back into consistency of asking my husband recently for support to help me protect time in the morning so that, uh, you know, my son, he wakes up real early. He wakes up at like 6 a.m. And none of us, well, I say my husband and I are not morning people. My son actually also 
isn't really a morning person because he's kind of a little grumpy in the morning. But anyway, this is the season that we're in where neither my husband or I really want to get up at that time. But of course, we're happy to jump into the day. And so I was just the go-to default of like, oh, sure, I hear him. I hear a squeak. I hear a, you know, a knock at the door. I'm going to get up and get up with him. And it had been completely eating into my time to be able to do mindset practice. And for me, that mindset practice, whatever it looks like for you, I call it a mindful morning routine. I like to do something that's going to feed my spirit, to feed my physical body, and to feed my mental body uh, before I really even like step into my day. And because it was just like, ah, I hear a creak of the door. Let me jump up and you know, jump into the day. And then my husband taking a little bit more time to come out and join us and get, you know, whatever we need to do for the day, make his lunch, pack him up for the nanny. And so I had to ask, I had to, you know, just have a conversation to say, like, I'm realizing that since I don't have that time anymore, because I used to just wake up before my son when he was sleeping in until seven. I hope this isn't boring. Like, I know that this is what you're all going through. Like, how do you figure out where to put the pockets of time to stay consistent in all the things. And so I had a conversation with my husband and just said, this is re- it's super important to me. I notice a difference in my own mindset. I notice a difference in earnings in my business, 100%. And I actually notice a difference in the physical pain level for me when I'm consistent with doing a mindful morning. And lately, like sometimes it changes, but lately my mindful morning has been doing between five and 10 minutes of guided breath work. And then stepping into doing some attachment and ego releasing that I was taught by a past mindset coach. And then um, journaling. So I'll often have my journal next to my, like right on my nightstand. And then I'm also just doing some stretches for my body and a little bit of even tapping into some of the exercises from when I worked with a pelvic uh, physical therapist, pelvic floor physical therapist. So for me, just 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then it becomes about me actually showing up and doing what I asked the time for, right? So when I wake up, it's very easy. Okay, I'm going to flip on my phone to go grab the breathwork audio that I want to listen to. Oh, ping, 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 right? And so it has taken me discipline. And there's some days that like, man, those 20 minutes just flew by and I totally got sucked into replying to a client question. It happens. And I'm just going to like forgive myself, have grace, jump in the shower and go join the boys. But I have been having a really positive experience of exercising my discipline and my commitment to the consistency around that mindset practice. Now, this is something that I look at in so many areas of my life. What goes better? Like I can feel the physical pain creep up when I'm not doing some of those stretches or just being really mindful or even breath work absolutely helps my my physical pain. And so <clears throat> as someone who has had chronic illness and chronic pain in long waves throughout the, my, my history past, if you will, my medical history, when I know something makes a really big difference, then I want to stick with it. But I had to ask for support to say, hey, this really means a lot to me. And I really can't find another pocket of time in the day because once we're like, go, 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 you know, jump into my office, have my office time, come down, hang out with my son, go out on an adventure, make dinner. Like it just it just goes right. And yet I love all of these aspects of my life. There's not honestly someone was asking me the just yesterday on on DMs like how are you? How are you right now? And I was like, honestly, 
I feel like things are really flowing. And I know that a huge part of why that feels true for me, and it really does, it wasn't me just like toxic positivity. That's not my personality at all. But saying like things really feel like they're flowing well in the right direction on so many different fronts. And I know that it's because so many of these areas that I know I want to be consistent in, I have been flexing the muscle around discipline. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't really prioritize a ton of routine or consistency around cleaning my house. So if you came over to my house, you would like, if you've ever said, oh my gosh, Chelsea has a routine for everything. Everything must be perfect. Uh -uh. But I have certain priorities. Like for me, taking time in the evening to do kind of my empowered evening routine that's going to set me up for a good day, it doesn't include, like I know a lot of moms are like, oh, you know, every Monday night I clean the kitchen counters and every Tuesday night I clean the bathrooms. To be honest, we clean the bathrooms when they're disgusting <laughs> or we get a cleaning lady, but we haven't had someone over in a while. And and so I'm sharing all of this because you, there's so many things for you to stay consistent with. I understand that. And so when you hear you've got to be consistent, you've got to be consistent in your business, you've got to be showing up on social media, you've got to be tweaking your offers, you've got to be emailing your list twice a week, like Ooh, there's just a lot of things that you could be layering in. And I do not want to take away from you in any way. If you are listening to this podcast and you are implementing this, you know, the different things that I teach or the experts that I bring on in the interviews, if you're sitting here like super committed and clear that you desire to have a seven-figure business based out of your online, you know, your online brand and the gifts and the expertise that you bring to the table, I love that for you. Lately, I have been sitting with the energy of what really feels like success for me. For me, the number $333,000 comes up. Now, that's a huge stretch for me, right? Like I'm not saying like, oh, that's going to be a walk in the park. But it doesn't come up for me that this particular business, this brand around your routine queen, it doesn't come up for me that it has to become a seven-figure brand. I'm like, wow, if I was making over a quarter of a million dollars doing something that I love part-time, helping other women launch their business and to birth and expand that, like, that'd be freaking amazing, right? And like I said, I'm not taking away, but for me, I also look at what are some of the other things that I could be doing, you know, to monetize as well as some things to not be monetized. And so I often think about to monetize, I would love to get into short-term rentals, like we live near um, a beach town. And so having some beach rentals would be amazing. If having massive abundance in my online business allows us to save up for, you know, deposits for, for buildings and then generate that into another stream of income, I really love that for me right now. Will I listen to this episode down the road and be like, no way, for sure, go for the seven-figure year? I don't know. But I just, I want to normalize that whatever level of success you're going for, it's always going to require a new level of consistency around a whole new um, like barrel of tasks that you're going to have to do. And if you, the more you can wrap your head around how can it truly become a routine, a ritual, something that you can create consistency around, that's when you get to start to balance what you're trying to do in your business, what you're trying to do in your life, maintaining your own energy and personal energy hygiene. And so I wanted to, you know, this is all just kind of a story about what's going on in my life. I really hope it's it's helpful, especially if you're listening to this like pretty soon after it comes out, like this is summer. We're stepping into summer. You may have kiddos that just finished um, school 
you may have, I have several of my clients whose kids are graduating from high school and going off to college. Like that's so beautifully distracting, you know, like it's a, such a big milestone and distracting in that, like you don't want to turn away and ignore that milestone for your child and you want to be there for them. And so all of these transitions, especially around summer, can just bring up for people, what am I doing? What am I committed to doing? Do I have enough support? Do I have enough time to run my business? One thing I'm really looking at is in the fall, how many days do we want to participate in the nanny share? Because my business has grown so much since last fall when we had kind of a regular fall schedule. And so what does it look like this fall? What am, What is my ideal that I would be asking for? Is it two days a week, three days a week, four days a week? Um, and you may be in a place where you're like, I've just launched my business. And so the idea of pouring some of that money coming back in out to childcare, if you do have a child or out to virtual assistance to support you in growing, it can be scary. I totally get it. But as you kind of get just a, even a little bit of traction into the expansion phase of your business, it becomes just unnecessary. Like I look at the things on my list that I know I want to get done and I realize that I either have to become like superhuman and work overnight or like, you know, just work more than I'm willing to. I'm not. And okay, so then the alternative is I pay someone to take care of my child so I can be in the office and do some more of the work or I pay a virtual assistant to do work while I'm with my child, <laughs> right? And sometimes it just comes down to what level of expertise do I need around certain things? Virtual assistant, can I do some of it? Like it, it is a juggle when you're in this first you know, getting to your first six-figure year, your first multiple six-figure year even. It, so much of this, if you're doing this part-time-ish, have kids, have, um, you know, outside beautiful distractions, I'll call them, and whatever that shows up for you. It is about just figuring out what are you willing to be consistent on right now that's going to move the needle forward in really important areas of your life. And so what I wanted to talk through that I think is really important, I just taught this in one of the, I think it was module 17 in Align to Ignite, was really just looking at all of the offerings that you have. And so if you've never heard me speak about this, when I speak about growing an online business for purpose and profit, I actually think of some of the things that I do for purpose as actually being offerings. So I use the term offerings for things that you're putting out for potential clients to engage with, and the offerings for profit are the ones that you are charging for. The offerings for purpose are either free or you know that you're pricing it really just to be like super, super accessible and you're not like banking on it. Maybe you're doing a $22 you know, contribution for attending an, a virtual community class or something like that obviously you're not doing it to pay the bills. And so I would consider that to be more of like in the for purpose as well. And so I'm going to help you talk through some things that you could do specifically around the business area of what you want to be consistent with. I think this is a really helpful exercise. I would encourage you to put, grab a clean piece of paper or a Google document or however you want to answer this. But what I would have you do is write for purpose and then for profit profit. Sorry, for purpose and for profit. Maybe like it could be um, you could put a line down the middle, like vertically or horizontally, either way, and just put like a little header of for purpose and for profit. And then I want you to brainstorm all of the offerings that you put out there into the world that are associated with your business. So for example, I'll talk through some of mine. So for purpose would be my Instagram feed. 
I actually see curation and creation of my Instagram feed as a for-purpose offering. If somebody does not take a step of working with me at any kind of an investment level, could they cobble together some of the things that I've been sharing on Instagram? I hope so. I really do hope so. I'm not someone who just wants to put out promotional and salesy things. I really want my feed, my stories to be serving as inspiration or education and helping someone to move the needle forward even if they're not at a place that they're ready to step into an investment. So Instagram, uh, for purpose, for me, includes this podcast. Like, I don't take sponsors right now. I don't have, like, I don't monetize this. Do I desire to down the road? Absolutely. But when I stepped into launching this podcast, I said, I'm just going to do the first year, 52 episodes, and we're going to get to a place of then, like, assessing. Where does this fit into everything? Is it taking too much time? And so for me, um, your Routine Queen podcast falls under there. So then let's jump to some examples of for profit. So my signature program, Aligned to Ignite, the six-month program that helps you to birth and expand an online business based on your gifts, your expertise, your knowledge, kind of that spiritual-led, soul-led um, creation of an offering. So that would be in my for profit category. I also have some one-on-one -on -one ways of working with me. I'm going to be launching some containers that involve human design readings and support. I have ways that you can work with me for 60 days to actually help us to like bring something new out to the world as a part of your offerings. And so for me, for-profit would be different containers that I have for one-on-one -on -one readings, one-on-one -on -one coaching or group programs, okay? And so like for me, I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> this is no surprise to anyone. I have a spreadsheet that like walks through each of the offerings I have and then I replicate it every month and I look at which ones am I really trying to focus on, you know, calling in new clients for this month. And that's how I set certain income goals and client goals. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is that if you listed out all of the things that you do for purpose and for profit, I guess for me also on for purpose would include my email newsletter. Um, you don't have to pay to be on my email newsletter, but I do try to email my list one to two times a week. So like that would be something else. And so now this is where it gets interesting. And I, I one of my students in Align to Ignite did this recently, and it was, I think, an eye opener to see like, oh, these are all the things on my plate, is to then look at each of those offerings and give a little job description. like. How many hours a week does it take you? How many hours a week does it take me to create the content for my Instagram feed? How many hours a week does it take me to create one podcast episode a week for your routine queen? You know, just looking at each of those. And then, for example, running Aligned to Ignite. Right now I'm finishing creating that, that program, the, uh, I would say the module section of the program. And so for the past, since February, every single week, I've been creating modules, creating resources, creating Trello boards, creating spreadsheets. But once that's done, then it's going to be done, right? Like the actual modules will all be created. And then the amount of time per week that I spend on running that group program will be so much less. I go in every single Tuesday and Friday, and I have an hour on each of those days booked out to go in and answer questions. Uh, clients do get one-on-one -on -one support. We do have an every other week mastermind. And so I can like get a better understanding of about how much time. So for me, in relation to Align to Ignite, it would be more helpful for me to map out a monthly job description because some weeks have masterminds, some weeks do not. Some weeks I have one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, some weeks I do not. But there's kind of an average about how much time it takes me to run that program. So for each for-purpose and for-profit, 
you can kind of, I don't know, just describe what you're doing and how much time it takes you. And this can become a really eye-opening experience to be like, whoa, wait, I'm trying to run this Facebook group and do a, a podcast and do a free Mighty Network community and I have a free telegram to support my clients or like you may realize that you have a lot of job descriptions in relation to for purpose, meaning you are not charging or you're charging just um, you know, a, a very low amount to make it very, very accessible for people. And if a lot of your time is going into for purpose, then it's a really good time to look at A, you know, are all of those quote unquote channels that you're creating necessary? Are they bringing in good leads? Do you see a return on investment for the time you're putting into those different avenues or ways that you're putting out content? And then the for profit, it's a really great time to look at like, wow, how much time do you really need? If if all you were doing was the for profit, like how much time do you need to run your business showing up for coaching calls, masterminds, classes that you're running, workshops that you're running, like what does that actually look like? Because when we just get caught up in the day-to-day, you know, you might be hearing this and being like, of course, I know what I do. Like, this is a silly exercise. But when you put it all in one place, then you start to see, oh, how many hours a week do I really need? If I'm, you know, spending, let's say it takes you two hours to create all of the content that you need for your Instagram feed for the week. I have um, a system. If you've never heard of it, you can reach out and ask about it. But I have a system that I teach that's how to create energized and efficient content using my content creation system. And so how much time does it take you to do that? And do you feel like you could be more efficient? Could you hire a graphic designer or download some templates into your Canva account? Like, Are there some things that you could do to make it more efficient or automated or just allowing yourself more creativity? And so for each of these items, you can really look at how much time would it does it really take? You can compare that to how much time you actually set aside to run your business, which is maybe a little bit of an eye-opening experience in and of itself. And then you can look through this list and assess, is there anything that you want to automate or delegate? Are you at a place where if you were working with a virtual assistant, it probably would buy you back time that you could be earning more money? Like I know when you first start out, it's like, I don't want to put money into my business, right? Every time I have invested in working with a virtual assistant, if I've really been investing smart and finding the right person and training them well, it has absolutely helped me to earn more money in the moment and in the like longer term. And so it's a really good time to look at, like if you're not at a place of wanting to delegate, meaning hire someone, is there something you could automate? Like you might realize, wow, um, I have, maybe you run a, a monthly membership. And maybe you get seven or eight or maybe even like 70 or 80, I don't know what level you're at, new members on a weekly basis. And if you're having to like send them, if manually send them a welcome email or invite them into your mighty network or whatever the steps are for onboarding them, if you have not yet automated that and you realize you're spending way too much time on those steps that could be automated, that's an area where you can be like, oh, yeah, I should really invest some time into thinking about how I'm going to onboard people so that I can buy back some of that time because I could be doing collaborations or I could be speaking on other people's podcasts or I could be booking sales calls for some of my higher end programs or I could be doing marketing. Like there's so many things you could be doing. And so it's a really good time when you have this list staring you in the face of all the things that you're basically committing to 
and saying, what am I willing to be consistent in? When I'm consistent in them, how much time does it take? And is that something that I have to do or something that could be automated to some degree of taking like the manual touch out of it versus maybe outsourced, hired, delegated? What would that look like? And so I'm just sharing this topic. I really hope it's helping someone. And if it does, please DM me over on Your Routine Queen. I would love to hear if this conversation just resonates with you. But just where my heart is, I'm just hearing more and more women who are at a place of like, you know, there's kind of two camps. Here's what I'm going to end this on. There's kind of two camps that I'm personally seeing. And your feed may be very different. There's the camps of online business owners right now who are like realizing that they are stepping into a moment of huge scaling. Someone I just saw recently had a million dollar month. Uh, someone who is, I would say, a contemporary had a $90,000 month. Like this is possible. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, that's what I want. That's where I want to be. Cool. Keep laying the foundation like we talk about here on Your Routine Queen. And you may need to get into close mentorship and invest big to be working with someone who's at that level. And that's kind of one camp right now is that like if you're not doing $50,000 a month, are you even in business, bro? <laughs> and I say that kind of chuckling because it just seems like over the past two to three years, almost during the pandemic, coaching has gotten to a place where it truly is scalable. And I know that many of you who are listening are not business coaches, but this really applies to anything, to whether you're doing you know, breathwork facilitation, health coaching, nurse coaching, um, whether you're a clairvoyant doing human design readings. Like There's so many different, I know, subcategories, and you don't want to compare yourself maybe tr to traditional business coaching. But the other camp, especially for, for women right now, is saying, yeah, I want this to work and... I don't want it to be my whole life and it's not my whole identity and I would love to get into real estate and I would love to start a homestead and I would love to be homeschooling my children and I would love to live a little bit off grid, right? And so maybe it gets to seven figures. Cool. That would be awesome. Or maybe some of the other things that I want to pour my passion and gifts and knowledge into, maybe like physical community, maybe doing things you know, offline in, in your space could be really cool too. And I see these two camps and I just want you to know wherever you're at, if you're like getting to my first $30,000 year or six-figure year or $333,000 year really is what lights you up, regardless of what where you want to be, choosing what you're consistent with, being aware of how you're spending your time, and then knowing how to stay consistent and stay true to your own needs and energy is part of that up level. So I really hope you got some some great tips and just kind of realness out of this conversation. If you're stepping into summer transitions like many of us are right now, maybe it's just a good time to give yourself permission and do this brain dump of your for purpose and for profit commitments of what you're doing to run your business. And then really stepping into an assessment of do I have to be doing it? Can I automate? Can I delegate so that I can stay consistent but not lose myself in the process? That's one of my goals for you and for your business to run for purpose and profit without losing you in the process because you you are the engine. You are the gift. You are the light that is being spread through your business. So I will end this here. I hope you got some value out of this, this episode and stay tuned for next week's episode. We'll talk soon. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.